Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with the purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two, one, let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with my man, Thomas Keenan. What's up, Thomas? What's going on, sir? I feel like we just did this, and uh, it excites me. It really it, does. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, it, it is so funny because actually, you published our podcast today, mm-hmm. and th- it, and I don't know if you planned it that way or what, but either way, I didn't know anything about it, so I pretty cool on my end too. So, um, Thomas, I'm super excited to have you on, dude, because you know the last time we talked, uh, it was conversation about me and today we get to talk about who Thomas is and and how you came about where you you know where how you came came into where you are at this very moment and I know you've got an amazing story and 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 I'm super excited to share that with everybody so with all that being said uh what's up brother man first things first I'm grateful to be on here with you uh and that's that's no bs um, and yeah, if let's let's just dive right in and give some of the story because I think um, a lot of people can relate to it and get some value from it as well. Um, I started at the age of sixteen. I fell in love with car audio, and I wanted to be a car audio installer. And I literally pushed away and aside everything else in my life to go follow and chase that dream of being a car audio installer. Uh, and I, I did so. Luckily, I had uh, I was a bad student. I never liked high school. wasn't my thing. College wasn't my thing, but I love learning. And I was um, I did shitty in high school, <laughs> and I was forced to take an elective my senior year. And I needed that elective to get enough credits to graduate. So it wasn't even optional. It was like you have to take this. All right, cool. So it was uh, it was a technical drawing class, and um, dude. I can't draw a straight line even with a ruler. And that's all you do in this class. (laughs) So I get like two weeks into the class and I, I pull the teacher aside 
And it's funny because looking back at it, I sold this guy on this. Meanwhile, I had no idea what sales was at the time, but I sold the guy on allowing me to stop the technical drawing stuff and focus on MECP, Mobile Electronic Certified Professional. I had this book that I ordered, right? It was, it was a mail order book. There was no internet at the time or it was in its infancy. So I snail mailed this book to my house and I started reading it and it's, it's going over basic electrical installation practices to install car audio into, into automobiles and whatnot. And I said, I want to do this. So the guy looks at the book, he goes through it and he's like, all right, cool. He's like, I, I know a little bit about some of this stuff, but let me, let me speak to the superiors here, the principal and whatnot, and see if I can really make this happen. And the cool thing was in the back of the book, there was a small little section that said that a public school or a, uh, a public librarian can proctor the, the test. So he gets the green light from this. We, we both walk up to the, to the fourth floor of the, of the school at the time. We go see that librarian and she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll proctor the test for you guys. Cool. So here's this guy going completely outside of his comfort zone to accommodate some 16 or 17 year old kid who's got a hair up his ass to work on cars. And um, like that guy just, he, he opened the door for me and he didn't have to do that. He could have been a stickler and said, no, 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 we're doing technical drawing and that's it. Uh, but I'm forever grateful to that dude for allowing me to do so. And um, I did it, man. So here, here I am, the end of the school year comes and I got to go take this test. I wind up passing it. So here I am 17 years old and I am a certified car audio installer. Which, which is more than most people at 17 can even dream of, really. I mean, <laughs> yep. So here's here's the funny thing. Yes, I was certified, but I had never worked out of a, a real shop at that point. So on paper, I'm a, I'm a certified installer, but I've only worked on a handful of cars, my friends, mine, you know, relatives. Um, and then I, I went into the real world at the age of 17, started walking into uh, some local stereo shops and saying, hey, I want a job, want a job, want a job. I finally go into this one spot. I'll never forget the, the guy who owned the place. His name is Mark. He since sold the business and moved on. But um, I walked in there and he goes, if you're looking for a job, because I, I know you're looking to be hired as an installer, which is a blue collar job. You're working with your hands all day. Because I know you're looking to get hired as an installer, but he goes, my recommendation to you is he goes, dress up a little bit for your next interview. Okay. So I was close to home. I drove my, my pickup truck to my mom's house at the time. I put on a pair of like ugly ass khakis and a golf shirt. I walked into the next place, which was a mile down the road from where this guy's shop was. Because back in the day, I mean, car stereo shops were in every other corner. Right. I walk in there. And uh, sure as shit, those guys hire me. I go into work the first day, carrying my little craftsman toolbox. And the owner comes out and he goes, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to need that. I'm like, but this is, this is what I'm here to do, man. He goes, no. He goes, uh, you're too clean cut to work in the back. You're going to work up front. You're in sales. And I was, I was devastated. So yeah, I wanted. You, you sold yourself right out of the job you wanted. <laughs> by dressing up <laughs> yeah so um he sticks me up front and there's this real rough around the edges sales manager that's up there and uh, i got to know the guy i still communicate with him to this day he's you know he's a good friend uh but i was forced into a sales role 
from day one of my professional career and I wanted nothing to do with it. But it's funny because it was kind of prepping me for other shit that was coming in life. And I didn't know it at the time. It's bizarre how that happened. Yeah, really bizarre. So I wound up getting into the back of the shop eventually and working on the vehicles, wound up going to a bunch of different trade schools, fine tuning my craft, uh, switched jobs a couple of times, wound up working for another place a couple miles down the road after a couple of trade schools and uh, really got good at what I was doing. Uh, we were doing some big name people's vehicles, you know, rap stars, athletes, uh, movie stars, that kind of stuff on the East Coast and working on high end vehicles. And I was just in my I loved it, man. Loved every bit of it. Um, and at, at the age of 21, I decided that I knew more than the boss. Mm. So he was pissed off at me. We had a uh, not so friendly breakup and I basically flipped the bird and left, you know, being a dumb 21 year old because I knew better. And uh, went, went out and worked in my mom's driveway for a couple of months, made enough cash to go put money down on a lease at a building uh, a mile up the road. And uh, that was it. That was the beginning of my first company. So, so I, think, uh, I think the important thing that I really want the audience to hear right now is that, you know what, if you're young, and, and you have uh, this burning desire, passion that you, and I don't mean like you woke up one day and you just thought, hey, I'm going to go be this. This is something that you absolutely unequivocally, without a doubt, knew this needed to be a part of your life, mm-hmm. right? And what I want everybody to really listen to is that, you know, it started out kind of rough for you. It started out with a bunch of no's, a bunch of no's, and then you got some advice they got you a yes, but it got you the wrong yes. Mm-hmm. It didn't really get you the wrong yes, but it felt like at the time it got you the wrong yes. So yep. if you're listening, whoever's listening to this, I want, especially if you're younger, I would want the folks to understand that you just got to keep fucking trying. Mm-hmm. And and when somebody stops you dead in your tracks, it's okay. That's a lesson. Step back from it. Observe it be aware of what just happened and then move on. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, for sure, man. So here I am, my first business and uh, I've signed a lease. All of a sudden I've got to worry about a a gas bill to keep the place heated in the winter. This is Long Island, New York, by the way. So we get winters pretty good up there. Um, I've got to order supplies and materials and product that I'm actually selling I've got to learn about credit. I've got to learn about sales tax. I've got to learn, and I'm awful at it. I'm great in the car. I can do anything you want from the technician standpoint, but when it comes to being a business owner, running a business, managing people, hiring people, I don't know my ass to my elbow. And I wound up building a business that was reliant upon me and only me. I was the one who worked the cash register. I was the one who did the installs. I was the one who collected the check. I was the one who ordered the product. Although I had people working for me, but I was the filter for everything. So I was the bottleneck, what it comes down to. Yep. So this is a stressful business. Uh, I'm barely scraping by. Uh, I'm doing some cool projects and all. Um, it becomes a hangout for my friends and me, my shop. You know, I'm, I'm 21, 22 years old and I'm the only one who's got my own place per se and becomes a hangout where we're drinking beer at night, which I don't, I don't think that's a negative thing at this point. It didn't go too far South. We had, we had a blast, but looking back at it, that's not the professional way to handle it. Um, 
so I started not taking care of myself, working too much in the business. So I'm a big proponent nowadays, you know, kind of fast forward here is to take care of and put specific amounts of time dedicated to four key pillars in life every day. Right. And at that time, the only pillar that mattered to mattered to me was work. So relationships went out the window, health went out the window, physical fitness went out the window. Um, uh, friendships went out the window, like nothing mattered except me actually doing the work. And part of the problem with that was that I actually liked doing it. So I didn't see it as a, as a problem. So I wound up swelling up like a tick. I'm probably, I'm a big dude. I'm six, four. So I was, uh, I was close to 300 pounds at this point in my life. And, um, I'm working on a dude's car, doing a, a remote start. And, um, I bent down, I couldn't get off the floor. So I wound up herniating multiple discs in my back because I gained so much weight and was on my feet so many hours a day. Herniated these discs in my back and I spent three weeks in bed healing. In that three-week period, I couldn't collect any money because I was the only one who could do it. The guy's car who I was working on in my shop was in pieces. Dude, it was a three-day-old Infiniti G35 when they first came out. It was a three-day-old car. So here, imagine being that customer. You've got your car in my shop in pieces because I was in the middle of working on it. My back goes out and now it's sitting there for three weeks before I can get my, my ass back in there to fix it and get it right for you. Livid. So livid, not, not happy with me at all. So thank God Google reviews weren't around at the time. <laughs> so um, that was pretty much, I didn't know it then, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So the damage done there really reared its ugly head about 90 days later, which is typically the way things work in, in the world. And that was it. I had, I had to throw the towel in on the business. Um, but you know what, man? I learned so much, so many valuable lessons, met people through that, um, made enough money to equip myself with the right tools that I need to do the job. And I'm not talking software tools. I'm talking like real physical tools to do the work in the vehicle. And um, I had to go to work for someone for a couple of years to get back on my feet. You know, I left that business. I closed it down, which is one of the hardest phone calls I've ever made in my life was to call that landlord and say, hey, guy, guess what? I failed. I'll never forget the night that I made that phone call. Like, talk about nervous and shaking before you make a call because that guy had two choices in life. I had signed a lease and that lease said that I was to, to pay until the end of term. And if I was to leave early, he could still charge me for it. That's right. Now, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. So he actually said, all right, cool. I understand the situation you're in and I'm not going to uphold the lease. You were a gentleman about this. You came to me in the right manner. You spoke to me like an adult. Good luck with your ventures. And that was it. So, you know, if I had, um, if I had beaten around the bush there and not treated that guy with respect, he could have been a real dick to me. This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. sure could have dude he could have and and that's another valuable point that you know if you're young and listen to this guys look 
these kind of things can stop your whole life from moving forward. And what I mean by that is this guy could have very easily pulled, you know, take, and, and I, I don't know how the story ends because I haven't let you finish it, but, um, but this could have been a moment that you would have never recovered from. Could have been. Yeah. So yeah, it could have um, been, it could have been really dangerous, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and I think the valuable lesson for this also should be that look at the end of the day, guys, if you're, um, if, if you're putting stuff on social media um, and you're talking about things that are inappropriate or you're saying things that, you know, how you went out last night and got completely hammered. Do you, this is a story that you really need to listen to because it could, this, this could have ruined you. And this mm -hmm. could ruin you at a young, if you're, if you're young and you're doing things that could jeopardize, it could jeopardize the rest of your life. So go ahead, brother. Yeah, for sure, dude. So uh, I wound up going to work for a gentleman for three years, got back on my feet, learned a lot more about business. He was running a much more successful business than I was. And um, still good friends with that guy to this day. He gave me a ton of opportunity. Um, and three years into it, man, I decided it was time to, to go back into the entrepreneurial realm and, and go into business for myself. Uh, connected with my uh, business partner at Top Glass Installations, and we kicked off our company in September of 2009. So pretty much right after all the crazy shit happened with the recession. So looking back at it, was it the ideal time to start a business? Absolutely not. <laughs> but you know what, man? We were two driven, hardworking, hard-headed individuals, and we said, whatever, we're just going to make it work. And we did it, man. We, we transitioned from the car audio installer and started a, a an installation company specializing in gps tracking and dash cameras and commercial trucks so it was an eye-opener uh i i was involved up to that point in my career only in small business so now we're partnered up with some really big corporations so we get to see under the hood and how these organizations are systematized and the the way that they have the rank and file in the companies the way that they build things and put processes in place uh, which was really cool. So, you know, man, up to that point, I wasn't communicating via email. I was just, you know, hey, I meet you, shake your hand, maybe a text message, and we're doing some business. You're paying me cash at the end of the day. You know, now we're working with multi million, multi billion dollar international corporations, and there is no such thing. No, you, you send us an invoice, and we're going to pay you via an ACH deposit or a check within 30 or 60 days. So, all of a sudden, I go from blue collar Tom to, oh shit, if I'm going to do work with these people, I got to polish myself up again. And I saw an opportunity for growth there. And that's pretty much what I wound up doing. Yeah, dude. I mean, and, and that's another valuable lesson that, that I hope everybody's listening to, because guess what? I mean, your, your year was 2009 when you did this. And now we're in 2021 when I would say we're kind of in the same spot as we were in 2009. Right. So, yeah. so if, you know, Guys, listen, this is the year that, that could change your life in spite of all the craziness that's going on, in spite of the fact that we just went through a, whatever you want to call it, a pandemic or, or, or whatever. Maybe your thought process is different on that. Uh, but long story short, you know, 
a lot for lots of people, they could be viewing this time in our life to be the time when it's absolutely not the time to start a business. And that your story just explains how not true that is. Listen, man, you make of it what you make of it. You know, uh, there's never a right time. There's never a right time to get married. There's never a right time to buy the house. There's never a right time to have kids. Right. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer that done is better than perfect. So stop waiting for that perfect moment and just get some shit done. You know, don't wait for the approval from your parents. Don't wait for the approval from your friends or your, your colleagues. It shit ain't ever going to come ever. If you know in your heart that you need to go do something, you need to start canceling out the noise, the buzz around your head, and you need to go to work. Yeah, I agree, brother. I totally agree. You know, I, it's interesting when I started this podcast, I didn't really, uh, you know, and I may have shared this with you before, but I, I didn't really, when I asked the first person to be on this podcast, I had a show slug, dude. That was it. I didn't know anything about podcasting, but I took a risk. And I took a risk with a guy that I didn't even know. I, I didn't even really know the magnitude of the gentleman I was speaking to when I asked him to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's a Navy SEAL. Uh, you know, he's got an amazing story. But by him saying yes, it put me in a position. My back was against the wall. So I didn't have any. Ch- I, 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 could, I did have a choice. I had a choice that I could look like an asshole and probably be ruined mm-hmm. in my community, or I could figure the shit out and make sure it works and, and make it work. And so I chose to make it work. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot to that, man. And I'm a firm believer. You put that intentionality behind you. You force yourself into the corner or you put your back against the wall when those moments have happened to me in life, those are some of the times if I look back in my history where I performed the best as a human. Yeah. You know, like the actions taken, like, oh shit, the ideas that come out of your mind, when you put yourself in that jam, you have to get out of or else you don't leave yourself a choice but to do good. Yeah, or, or you know, or you can... Take, I mean, for me and for you, I, I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. For me, it would be, it was no choice, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and same thing with, you know, but but on the, well, I'll say on the flip side, you know, when I lost my hormone clinic, um, I, it was tough, dude. It was a hard, hard time in my life. Like I can't even explain, which I don't have to do you because you've been there at some point. And a great example was when you went down with your back, it was out of your control. Yep. Yes, sir. So um, moving along in my story, dude, uh, started that business top class. Uh, The first five years, I kind of still had my head up my ass and was doing average stuff. I was still a technician in the company. Uh, My wife tells me she's pregnant with our first kid. And that was the the pivotal moment that said to me, oh, I've got to start acting like a real adult and taking things serious. And I knew that um, I knew that we had a ton of potential in the industry, a ton of potential in the company to do a lot more than what we currently were doing. And I went on the, the, the lookout for a mentor, a coach, a mastermind. So I didn't know what I was looking for. I was looking for somebody or something that could teach me more of what I needed to know to grow the business. And I wound up going through a couple of coaches 
learning from each and every one of them. Uh, and then I stumbled upon this, this loud ass four letter word cursing guy named Ryan Stuman, And I became a client of his. And um, I've been a client of his now close to four years at this point. But that was another pivot in my life where, again, I become a client and I have no idea what's going to transpire and happen over the next couple of years. And, and since I started working with that dude, some magical things have happened to me. No bullshit. Um, so, yeah, man, just pretty wild how it happens. Um, wound up outgrowing my my business partner. And I don't say that from a negative standpoint whatsoever. I just wanted different things in life than he did. And well, so, it was time to move on. I lost my passion. Yeah. So Thomas, can you just clarify for everybody really quick? You know, maybe if somebody is in that spot, right? Maybe they're in a spot where they feel like they're outgrowing their business partner. What do they do? And how did you know it was time to move on, so to speak? Yeah, sure. So what happens here is this, and we, we see this often with business partners. We also see this uh, often with spouses. So husband and wife, right? Um, you may have an interest in furthering your development, your self-development. You're reading a lot. You're listening to audiobooks. You're listening to podcasts like this. You're attending masterminds. You're, you're surrounding yourself at, at local networking groups and talking business and bigger things. And, and basically, you've got an abundance mindset, a growth mindset. If you care about that person, even though they, might, they may not like it or may not know it, you need to you need to bring them into that circle as much as possible. You need to allow some of that influence to rub off on them because a lot of times it can't come from you. So, it, you know, let's say your wife, for instance, if you tell your wife, hey, this is what it is, this is what it is, sometimes she's gonna be like, get the flock out of here. I don't believe it. But if I came over to your house for dinner one night and I had a conversation with you and I edified whatever it was that you mentioned, all of a sudden your wife's gonna be like, oh my God, this is the best idea since sliced bread. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. So that's why it's so important if you care about that person, whether it's a business partner or your spouse, get them to one of these meetups, get them involved in a a networking or mastermind group with you. Um, That's why some, and I'm kind of foreshadowing here, some of our executive clients at, at, at Break Free Academy, our Apex executives, they actually pay extra money so their wives can attend all of our in person meetups because they don't want them to, what happens here is, is there's, there's a growth, right? So this is kind of hard to see. And I know you have this growth pattern, right? And everyone's here. So everyone's equal growing. And then all of a sudden you start kicking up and learning. And the further along you go, that chasm keeps building and getting larger and larger. If you don't bring that person with you and keep them elevated, even if they're not going to even if their passion and their their ability or want to learn isn't as great as yours, as as long as they're still learning and coming up with you, that's a good thing. But it's when they give up and you continue to self-develop yourself, the chasm between your mindset and their mindset grows so great that you now have nothing to talk about. You're not even gonna have a conversation with that person. And and that's a real shame when it happens. So that's- My guess is it happens a lot. Yeah, sure it does. you know, because lots of times, you know, especially as men, we maybe we see the value in, uh, you know, in going and participating in a mastermind event. And maybe the our, maybe our significant other doesn't just they just don't see why you would want to go pay all this money 
go hang out with a bunch of guys or that's how they potentially view it uh yeah. for a weekend they're like well this is a really expensive trip a vacation you're taking well mm-hmm. it's not a vacation dude so far from a vacation yeah. like don't get me wrong there's some fun involved but for the most part if you're like me you're taking in everything that you possibly can take in and it is you know it'll drain your brain oh yeah it does end of the day you're mush yeah you're mentally exhausted by the end of the day exactly exactly but it's all for a greater purpose so you know it's absolutely for a greater purpose always uh, so yeah dude um i you know i I think a lot of people go through this i I really do um of 20 that um my wife i decided to start the process of stepping away from my business Dude, I, I don't, I have no idea. Like, I have not touched a thing. It locked up on my end, like your screen froze, and then it just flipped you out. Yeah, it, yeah, it froze while you were talking. It, well, we're still recording, but that would have had to get, uh, I'll get my guy to edit this whole thing. The problem is, I don't know where the hell we left off. Um, <laughs> It's still freezing up. What the hell? Like, you just locked up again. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the audio is even going in and out. What in the world, dude? Um, I, 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 I don't even know, dude. I just, hey, I, um, I just shut my video down. You want to try that because that may be a bandwidth issue right now. Uh, yes. Um, okay. Yeah, you, you may be yeah. right. I, I I don't have a clue what it could be. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, I've seen it happen before. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where in the world we left off. So let's just try to piece it together, I guess, the best way we can. Or I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'll go back to uh, where I thought it was, and, and we'll go from there. And if we if we need to get back on a call and, and splice it some further, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. I'll I'll pause here for a second and then go in. Okay, I'm just gonna clap into the microphone. So. So in June of 2020, I basically decided, you know, it was time to, uh, to move on. You know, I, I, like I said, I lost my passion for my business. I realized that uh, I had grown further apart from my partner than I wanted to. Um, and I saw some opportunity in moving my family out of New York, Long Island, New York, and, uh, and moving down to the Dallas, Texas area. Um, you know, I've been spending a lot of time down there. Uh, working as an Apex executive coach for Ryan Stuman. And that was, you know, that was just a side gig for me. Uh, it wasn't my main thing, but I saw the area, I saw opportunity and I did it, man. And to be honest with you, we had a lot of feet, a lot of flock, uh, a lot of flock, a lot of um, pushback from relatives and people who didn't understand why we were doing it, why I was getting out of my business, uh, why I was selling my house, why I was uprooting my family and moving them across country, 
Um, and it was just a change that I needed. I knew that I needed, I needed this to grow further into, into becoming the most elite version of myself, who I had seen so many times in visualizations and in, in, in meditations that I do intentionally, you know, and um, it's just, it's unfortunate that some people can't see it, but like go, again, going back to the beginning of my story, a lot of times you just have to do what you know is right in your heart. And you've got to basically flick off the naysayers and basically kick them out of your life, not kick them out of your life, but just not listen to the chatter and the noise that they're, they're throwing at your head. Yeah. I guess basically, you know, if you're like, it sounds like to me and I understand this totally because I have had to do the same thing in my life is you just kind of keep, an arm's length with the folks that maybe don't believe in what you're doing or believe in you or believe whatever, fill in the blank. You just got to kind of keep them at an arm's length and, and just know that that whoever that person is in your life, that maybe, you know, you, you just, you just, you know, you may listen to their story or listen to their advice, but not, but not internalize it. Right. It's just, Mm -hmm. you're, you're letting them get their piece in and then, you know, in your heart where you're going, regardless of what they say. Yeah. hundred percent, man. You know, again, it's uh, it, it's, it goes back to that done is greater than perfect. It's never going to be a perfect time to move. It's never going to be a perfect time to tell, you know, your parents or your in-laws that you're, you're taking away the grandkids and you're moving halfway across the country. Um, but you've got to do what you know is right in your heart and don't ever expect to get, praise from everyone you may you may have some family members and friends who get it and they're like dude this is the best thing that could happen for you i wish you the best of luck uh but you're gonna have the other ones who just aren't happy with what you're doing and they they will just never understand why you're doing it and honestly in my opinion you don't owe anybody an explanation sometimes you just got to do it you know and uh man i'm just grateful that i i'll I'll put it very bluntly i'm grateful that i had the balls to go ahead and do this. And I'm also grateful that I have a wife who supports me 100% and was crazy enough to come along on the ride with me. You, Thomas, that is such an important part right there that, you know what, I mean, and just like you, you know, if it would have been me, dude, and I've told my wife this, I'm like, I don't know how you had the um, wherewithal uh, to, continue to believe in me when quite frankly dude there was times I didn't believe in myself mm-hmm. yeah, and and, by, and but her belief in me carried me to an extent right so um sometimes we need that and sometimes it, and, and guess what Thomas I would say that probably uh I'll speak for both of us in this situation but we're damn lucky to have that oh for sure for sure. You know, it goes back to uh, what my wife, when, when she was actually my girlfriend, I met her about uh, a month before I started that first business. And I had come out of a, a relationship prior to that, that was awful, very needy um, individual. And it just, it was not a good fit. Uh, and I got into this relationship with my wife, with my girlfriend at the time. And I said, Hey, look, listen, I'm about to start this business. And I'm telling you right now, I'm probably gonna be working 16 to 20 hour days on, on the regular if that's not cool with you, then we need to cut it off right now and, and go our separate ways. But if you're crazy enough to stick around, like, I don't know where this thing's going to go, but I'll take the long ride with you. And she, she hasn't left. She looked at me that night. She gave me a kiss and she said, I'm here. I'm not leaving. And she literally has not left once 
And she's been the rock in my life. She's been the most consistent thing that has ever happened to me. And if it wasn't for her giving me the support that I needed, and like you, there's been several times, not just one, several times where I didn't believe in myself. And if it wasn't for that woman giving me the support that I needed, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So yeah. important, man. And we're so lucky because I, I can't, I got to tell you, dude, I can't, I probably can't count on one hand the folks that can actually say that and, and say it with conviction, you know? So yeah, that's, dude, that's so, so amazing. I'm, I'm so happy that you have that because like I said, I, I don't know that most people have that. I really don't. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, a lot of people talk about designing the perfect woman or husband, you know, like Frank Kern's perfect day kind of deal. And, uh, I never did that. I wasn't that self-developed uh, as a young man to, to even know that shit even existed. Um, and I don't know how or why, but for some reason, I mean, I rolled the dice and I got lucky with this one. Well, dude, uh, so I, I had a little bit different. It's funny because in my wife and I talk about this all the time, you know, she and I'm getting ready to be real vulnerable because I, I don't think I've ever spilled this ever, 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 ever. Um, but, you know, I always, I came out of a, another marriage mm -hmm. and I always wanted, you know, somebody that wanted to fuck all the time and da, da, da. And guess what? My wife was getting out of a marriage at the time mm -hmm. and she wanted somebody that did not want to fuck all the time. Guess mm -hmm. what, Jack? We both mm -hmm. got what we wanted, and and now I like that that I got it. I got everything I wanted, and it's not what I. And, and, and at this point, like I struggle keeping up. Yeah, I'm just being honest, and 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 it's funny because she got what she wanted. Somebody that you know didn't want to fuck all the time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's bizarre, but, but it's interesting the way it worked out. I, I sort of designed the person, but didn't realize when I was designing the person that in the long run, maybe that's not exactly what I needed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's wild, man. So, you know, we wound up, um, we sold our house in, I guess it was the last week of June is when our house went on the contract in, in, in New York. Um, we put the house in the market. And it was sold to a cash buyer 48 hours later for $35,000 over asking price. In the pandemic. Yep, in the pandemic. And um, if that wasn't a sign to get the hell out of Dodge, I don't know what is. So Dude. we, uh, we, we kind of put ourselves into a jam there because, all right, cool, we got this house sold. We got to get out by a certain date. Now we have to go find a place to live. So it took a couple of trips down here to the Dallas area. We knew where we wanted to look. We went, we looked, we put a bunch of offers in. The offers were actually, um, they weren't accepted. And we, we kind of went back to New York with our, with our tail between our legs, feeling defeated. And we had a badass realtor down here who was going and looking at houses for us. And she was shooting videos on her iPhone and she would just send us these video clips. And she's like, look, she goes, the market's absolutely crazy right now. She goes, if you want any of these houses, I know you haven't seen them in person. She goes, but you better put an offer in on one of them. And um, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm living in New York. I got a text message on like a, a Saturday night at 7 p.m. I see this amazing house and I look at my wife. We both look at, at this point, we've looked at probably 2000 different homes on our phones. 
And um, she's like, yeah, that's the one. I looked at her and I'm like, yep, that's the one. And we put an offer in on this house, sight unseen, except for a, a, a FaceTime video that our realtor sent us. Wow. Yeah, crazy. So I moved down here. Uh, I guess it was September 25th by the time everything was transaction. We're all set. We moved, moving trucks, the whole nine yards. Um, came down here and, you know, you asked me before we get on this podcast, you know, hey, what, uh, what's up with Step It Up Academy? And I told you that was a, a brand that I was building as I was transitioning out of uh, my company top class to sell there. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm only 40 or 41 years old at the time. And um, I, I, I'm not done. I'm not going to retire, you know, and I didn't, I didn't take that much money out of the company anyway when I sold it. So, well, I got to go do something. Well, what's my passion and my passion and my purpose, I found out over the past couple of years, it's like, I was put here on the planet to help others succeed in business. So, all right, what can I do within that? And that's why I started Step It Up Academy because I wanted to help other people, business coaching, masterminds, online training courses. And this is all the same stuff that uh, I was learning and, and participating in over at Break Free Academy with Ryan Stuman. So uh, rebrand the podcast, Stepping Up Entrepreneur, which you were just a guest last week. Uh, actually, this, this past Wednesday, it went live, which is great. And um, I'm sitting here in my home office in my house in Texas. And on a, a random Wednesday afternoon, I get a phone call from some of the team members over at Break Free Academy. And they're like, hey, um, what are you doing? And I'm like, hey, uh, I don't know. This is a kind of weird call. I, I love you guys. And we talk all the time. But what are you doing calling me on a Wednesday afternoon? <laughs> and uh, they're like, hey, um, we want you to come work for us. And I was, dude, I felt like I was hit with a left hook at a left field. Uh, I didn't know how to take it at first. I, I was um, I was very conflicted, to be honest with you, because I had put a bunch of money and a bunch of time and effort into growing the, the brand Step It Up Academy. And yet I have this, like, I don't know, exclusive opportunity that's just presented to me to come on to Break Free Academy as the COO. And uh, I needed to sit down and kind of um, process it a little bit. And I basically, I use this as the analogy. So I can continue going down the path I am with my own business and I can have a big piece of a small pie. Or I could move over to the Break Free Academy team, which I know all the people over there already, and we, we get along great, our values match. And I could have a very large piece of a very large pie. So I started doing the math and running the numbers and the possibilities, were, they just excited me more moving on to a team that was already established and that I, I could move into and immediately gain traction versus you know starting to ramp up and build a new company. Uh, and that's typically not the way that I operate. I mean, shit, man, I, I've started a handful of companies at this time in my life. So starting a business and getting it uh, operational and profitable isn't that big of a deal. But the opportunity that I had here with Break Free Academy was just, it was a no brainer, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, yeah I, 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 I would, if I were in your shoes, I, I would view it the same way. I mean, because you and I both know that you know, the folks that, and everybody's heard this, I'm sure a million times, but it's so true that the people that you surround yourself with, uh, or the five people you surround yourself with are essentially what you're going to be like. And that could be going, that could go uh, in a positive direction, or that can go in a negative for, uh, uh, direction. But for you, you know, 
uh, first of all, that's amazing that you got the call. Secondly, it's pretty awesome that you got you get to work with a guy like Ryan. And you know, I've had Ryan on the podcast. I love his stuff. I love his messaging. Um, I, I love uh, you know. Really, there's not too much about Ryan, if anything, that I don't like. In fact, now that I think about it, there's really not anything that I don't like about Ryan. Mm-hmm. And and I know he's not for everybody, but he's for me because I resonate with him. I understand him. I, I get it. And yeah. so it's pretty cool stepping into that kind of arena um, and being, you know, and having the job title that you've got, it really puts you in a position to really uh, take your, your, your academy to the next level, so to speak. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much just it, you know, and that was one of the things that I, the conversations I had with Ryan, I'm like, you know, you know, just so you know, I started this, this day and I was very transparent with him from day one started this other company over here and I really don't want to kind of just kick it to the curb and let it go um, because I, I do still see some potential there. And I, I see some joint venture opportunity uh, in the near future between Step It Up Academy and Break Free Academy. And that's kind of the path we're going on now. You know, uh, we had a chat earlier too. You know, we, we got a couple of uh, events that are, that are going to come up in 2021 where we're going to do a, a JV event and basically have a, a very high-end exclusive executive training. A two-day event, it's going to be for, for companies grossing over a million dollars a year. And we're going to basically teach and educate these people on what is needed to, what structure is needed to go into a company so you can take it from that million-dollar company and scale it up to that $10 million company. And I don't think there's a lot of guys out there who are given that kind of content and information and putting it into a, a tactical, hey, step-by-step process. This is what you follow and what you need to do in order to make this a reality. You know, Thomas, I want you just, to, if you can speak on for a second, you know, let's just, I'm going to play devil, devil's advocate. advocate. If, if I'm that, the ideal person you're talking about attending this, what happens if I don't, and, and let's say I'm, I'm, I'm doing a million five, let's say I'm doing a million five every year, but things are on the uptick and my projection for the end of the year is, let's say it's 5 million. What happens if I don't understand the difference between where I'm at and where I'm going? Sure. I mean, number one is, is you've got to have a, a, the proper structure in place to support future growth. And that's one of the biggest failures that I see with small businesses. And when I say structure, this is, this is what I call structure. And it's, it's the vision. Okay. The vision of your company has three equal parts and all three of them are equally as important. Okay. You need a, you need a very clear, clearly defined purpose, which is why you're in business. You need a very clearly defined mission. Okay. Which is basically your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal, right? Your mission is going to be um, who you're serving, uh, what you're serving them and by when. Okay. So it has to be structured as a, a, an, an attainable goal. And finally, number three are your core values. What are the values that you believe in within your company? And you're then you're going to use those values to, to make every single decision moving forward in your company. So you're going to hire and fire based upon your core values. You're going to pick and choose your business partners and your JV deals based upon values. Uh, everything, literally everything, how you serve your clients, how you, how you uh, have uh, uh, issue resolutions, you know, so if there, if there is a conflict between staff members or, or between a customer, your core values are always going to give you the answer to that question if you live and die by them. Um, it's also how you're going to start coaching your employees and your team members when they come on. 
So without the proper structure there, you're never going to grow to that 10, 15, $20 million company. So Thomas, let me ask you one more question. And, you know, let's just say that this person that we're talking about, will just take me, for example, if, if I'm doing one five, I'm going to project in five. What happens when that individual gets to five and maybe the core values of the company there, they, you think as the owner, they're in place, right? Because they're on your wall, they're in mm -hmm. your office. Uh, maybe they're posted up uh, around the company, but maybe you just don't talk about it as much. What do you, what happens to the culture when the core values are not followed? Uh, you know, as as you said, you know, you hire and fire via core values. You bring mm -hmm. on clients via you know core values. What happens when you get away from that? And uh, you know, as the business owner, if you think everybody's doing you know going uh, abiding by the core values, but the reality is because you're the business owner. You've got a million different things going on and your finger's not on the pulse necessarily. What do you think happens? It's not, it's not a good look, to be honest with you. You know, um, this, is, this is one of the pluses of all the years that I spent on the road doing GPS installations. You know, the way that it worked was that we would, we would get these job requests to go into these other companies and we would show up on site and we would walk in the front door uh, we'd knock on the door, ring the bell, whatever, and say, hey, we're here to install your tracking devices in your fleet of vehicles. And I got the, the behind the scenes look at so many of these companies. I'd be able to walk into one of these companies and within the first 30 seconds, I could tell you if the company was ran well or not. Um, just by the look of the, of the place, uh, just by the, the way it was decorated, just by the way the staff members greeted you uh, or, or, or even, even just talked to you. Uh, how they spoke to you. Did they speak at you or did they speak with you kind of stuff? And it was so abundantly clear that companies that had shitty or no core values when they spoke to us or dealt with us. Um, and, and that's that's what's basically going to happen. You know, you may have that core value at the top level of your company, the CEO, and maybe some of the, you know, let's call it the the VPs or the executives, but it needs to go way beyond that. You know, every single opportunity that you get as a business owner, as a manager within the company, you need to instill and ingrain the core values in your people. And if, you, if you're not going to do it, then you have people who are out there acting, who are representing your company, they're acting out values that, that are not in congruence with, with who you are and what you're doing. And that's a real dangerous place to be. Sure. And I, you know, I work with several companies in the trades and I see this a lot, dude. I see this where, you know, the company culture is really suffering and it's suffering because of, um, because those core values are not really being executed at whatever level they're failing at, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if, 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 you just, you know, if you've got core values, you need to stick with those because guess what? I mean, you put them, you put them on your wall for a reason. And, and my hope is that the reason is that's what you believe. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you believe and you've got people under you that are not following what you believe, that's a problem. For sure, man. You know, I, I see another problem a lot too. A lot of these companies come in and they say, oh, that sounds like a good core value. Let's make it ours. And they slap it up against the wall. 
And that's a major mistake because if you aren't actually living out those values, it's not a core value. You know, um, I'll give you a quick story here. We hire a coach a couple of years back, my business partner and myself, and uh, we're sitting in his office and we're for the first time getting clear on our core values for, for our company top class. And my partner and I look at each other and we're like, yeah, we, we want to have uh, timeliness as a core value, like being on time. And my, my coach looks at us in disgust and looks at both of us like kind of back and forth. And he's like, are you two fucking kidding me? <laughs> his exact words. Are you two fucking kidding me? He goes, both of you show up late every goddamn time we have a meeting. And I was like, oh, shit. Huh. So, yeah, if you're not living out that way, if you're not leading from the front, you can't ever expect your team members to do the same. Dude, that's so spot on. You're absolutely correct. Why? Because there's incongruence in the message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah, I, yeah, a whole, wholeheartedly brother. And look, and if you're listening to this and you don't have core values, you really should maybe, if you don't even know what a core value is, I would suggest just Google it and make sure that you can align yourself with something because people want to know they're working for somebody that has a vision that has a vision for the company that they're working for. And and guess what? If you're a leader in the company, i.e. the business owner, everybody's looking at how you're acting. They look at how you react. They may even test you. I'm certain. I know this is for me. It's happened in the past is, you know, I, I wasn't living for values. Dude, I was you with the timeliness example. Right. I just threw some shit on the wall and thought, well, everybody will abide by that except for me. Mm -hmm. and that's the wrong attitude dude wrong attitude yep so i got two suggestions here if someone wants to get clear on core values and learn more about it uh number one go read the book start with why by simon sinek and number two go buy my book unfuck your business because i talk heavily about core values in that book love that dude yeah. love it and your book just came out right uh june 2019 so it's been out a bit now Okay. All right. I, but I don't know why I thought for some reason it, oh, I do know why, because Tyler, I know I was getting you mixed up with Tyler. Tyler McBroom just came out with a book. So sorry. Yeah, he's in RT, which I'm sure you're familiar with who that is. Yep. Um, yeah. So I just got the, the wires crossed there. Um, yeah, Thomas, you're, you're right, dude. Core values are so freaking important, dude. And I got to tell you, you know, I don't even know if I would have really understood the, the power of core values, if it hadn't have been for, you know, being in Arte and listening to how Ed and Andy preach about core values so hard. Um, it's so incredibly important that if you're in a business, or if you own a business, if you run a business, you know, you, you really want to have these things in order. Because as I said before, people look at you as the leader. And you ultimately, as the leader, control the outcome of the business. And if you don't show up the way you say you're going to show up, people, guess what? Your, your people are not going to show up the way you think they're going to show up yep. because they see you do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, it's uh, the, old, the old adage, actions speak louder than words. So you can have any word you want up on that wall as a core value, but your actions 
are going to speak what you actually deem uh, as acceptable. Absolutely. Um, wow, Thomas, this has been a really, really great conversation. Um, so uh, we're getting close to time. I just wanted to ask you really quickly, you know, if somebody wants to level up, if somebody is listening to this and they feel like, man, there's something about that Thomas guy that really resonates with me. What would be the one thing you would tell them that if they're a business owner, maybe they're not at a million, maybe they're only making six figures, maybe they're making a couple of, you know, maybe, maybe mid six figures, maybe not even, what would you suggest them do? What is that one tip that you can give them where to go, what to do to make sure and in this, whatever you're going to give us is, is like the key to the castle to change their business in a positive direction. Sure. You know what? It's easy. It's a no brainer because this is exactly what I did. And this was the, one of the major tipping points for my company. Now I mentioned, I mentioned a while back, I started as a client of Ryan Stumann's at uh, Apex Entourage. Um, and that's, that's when things really started to get good in my life, not just for top class installations, but for the brand that I was building for Thomas Keenan. Um, so I definitely say, uh, connect with me. The easiest way to connect with me is to go to connectwiththomas.com. And there's no H in my name. It's actually Tomas connectwiththomas.com. Um, shoot, connect with me on, so in there is a bunch of different links to all my social media connect with me, shoot me a DM on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and I can get you hooked up and, and becoming a member of the Apex Entourage. Now, here's, here's a deal that I'm willing to offer any person who's listening to this podcast. We normally sell that for $2,500 per year, right? If someone mentions that they heard this on this podcast, I can offer it to them for $3,000 for two years. It's, it's a steal. Dude, that's a hell of a steal. That's fantastic, dude. Thank you so much. I'm sure, dude, that, dude that, that's, that's powerful shit right there. Listen, if you just heard what he said, um, you know, you, you'll be connected with folks that are making shit happen, dude. And if you don't know Ryan Stuman, which there's no chance you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who he is at this point, um, listen, the power of being around someone like Thomas, someone like Ryan, you know, the folks that are in that group, and I know a lot of the guys in the group, um, it's a massive, massive powerhouse of people. And if you want to level your business up, if you want to level up personally, if you want to get better, I would say this is absolutely the place you need to be. I appreciate that, sir. And uh, honestly, once again, I'm grateful for our time we spent here today. And I really hope that uh, some of your listeners here got some massive value from some of the stories that we both shared. There's no question in my mind about it. So Thomas, just again, man, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, brother, thank you so much. Love it, bro. Thanks. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey 
not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.